that I used to podcast. In this episode, I was going to do some random things like I normally do because I always do random stuff. But this episode right here, because of my last episode, someone um, had said um, they listened to it and they wanted to know why did I talk about what I talk about when it comes to that prison reform and everything. So I'm not going to be doing prison reform. I'm not going to be doing a lot of cryptocurrency or about you know, Bitcoin or anything. What I'm going to be talking about is about prison of the mind. And I'm going to talk to you about And that right there, and then another person, I'm, 
I got a famous TV personality guy named Ron Patil, which is one of the king of television of infomercials. He would come out with Mr. Mike Strong, with this and that, and Mr. This and that, and, and he had also, he also had the, the Disney Lord, Ned, Ron Patil also had this thing called Shut It and Forget It. That guy was the king of television. And then, also in the 70s, going into the 80s, he also had PayPal. And then, if you remember, if you don't remember, I'm going to give you a picture. He also had Columbia, Columbia House, so Columbia Broadcast, Columbia Records. Columbia Records was a record company that he did, he did eight, he did, he did eight to six. He did like ten to six And then after that, he paid. He just said for PE plus shipping. He had paid for shipping. And he was out of Terre Haute, Indiana. <coughs> and stuff like that. So you would have to do stuff like that. And then you would buy a generation for success. And then that's when you were doing things like that. And then also, in the 80s, you know, in the 80s, that's when our, uh, our technology started evolving when we started getting into cellular. We became more in the late, in the late 70s. Early 80s, between that, between like say 70, I say 75, 75 to 85. 75, 75 to 85 is a two year window. You know, in that window right there, we had this thing where technology evolved, where people were just creating mass technology. One of the math technologies was a company called Motorola. We also had this thing where a company was, 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 was also a part of Bell Laboratories. Bell Laboratories was created by AT&T, not for female, AT&T, and all the baby down. Well, there was a big court case in the The judge said that AT&T was a monopoly. <coughs> because they were a monopoly, Get rid of anything that did not pertain to landline phones. If you didn't pertain to landline phones, you had to get rid of it. So what did they do? They gave it away. They had to give it away. They couldn't sell it. Give it away. So they gave it away and created smaller cellular phones. And then um, when they woke up, they bring up the big, big model. Another company um, 
integrated together and merged to create uh, like there was AirTag Mobile, which created Quick which what German companies wanted to come to the US market. I think it was AirTag, so Vitaphone, Aerial, and stuff. They all merged them to mobile. And this is Quick which the German companies were doing. I believe they were on, but I don't know. I think that was Mobile Wheat seeds, the 
germs that were patented up inside the process. And, and, and what they do is, once they patent it, that means when those seeds would blow off of, and here's how they got around, how they were doing this massive walking because remember, companies were being sued by Monsanto and DuPont and Cargill. Here's what they did. Seeds would fly off from one farm who was contracted. Their only seeds, no seeds were flying to another person's farmland. And they started growing. That company would say, hey, our seeds are in, um, our seeds move to your land. You need to say, 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 I'm saying, they would sue. And they would sue for those products. Take you to court. Tie you in court, and you would end up being owned. You didn't have that type of farmer. You have to fight for your whole crop along to that farmer, from that company. Yep. And they would make you buy their product. Their product were one time you see. It was one time you see. The people used to receive. They will receive everything. But the farmers couldn't do that because of the government wouldn't allow them to do the receiving. And that's what, what happened. And they could not receive. So it was just one of those things. You know, they could not receive. They tried, but they couldn't receive. They wouldn't let them receive. No matter what they, no matter how they tried, the government wouldn't let them do it. And they let them do these lawsuits. And at that time, they were just massively suing. Massively suing everybody. If, you, if their seeds got into your ground, you will be in peace. And during that time, so, that's when the internet was coming up, and the internet was popping up, and they were doing dial-up. People, that's when hackers were really manipulating the system. That's when hackers became popular with dial-up and stuff. People started finding ways of accessing the internet for free. And then people were also finding ways of utilizing the internet as a way of creating the network. Because, you know, the internet was a... Was a product that was created by the military and the U.S. government. And it was the way that they could network together and everything. And, and how they even... We're going to go to part two, okay? Because i got to do some more stuff. Hey, it's been one of those stuff. We're going to have a part two to this segment, okay? All right? We're going to go to part two. So, I'll talk to you later. Hey, I'm going to my water bill. I'm going to part two. Hey everybody, this is Sierra Bell with Part 6. Now look, um, in technology, everything was evolving. A lot of the stuff that we um, did were mostly stuff that was evolving and people were inspired by generation before. Because I remember in the 80s when when I was in, see, at that time I was in, I was in, I was in, I was in elementary school at the time. I mean, I was in 80s, I was in secondary, junior high. I was in 80s, going into the 90s, I was in, I was in, I was in junior high, going into high school. And that was a time when Michael Jackson was being popular, thriller was big and stuff. And, and that's when I was into that technology, um, higher technology of 
what things we were doing and kind of how we evolved ourselves and stuff and how our lives just went into a standstill on things that we thought about doing and what we put out there into the world and collapsed our world we evolved and stuff. You know, and, and how we saw everything. So at that during that time, like in the middle, that's when we had the, like I said, the dialogue and stuff, and that's when we started getting into, then we started going through the dialogue, we getting into got into DSL. And DSL was a little bit faster than dialogue, and it was a little bit better, but it was called Fortet Internet. DSL was Fortet Internet, I mean, the internet was on 24-7, it was never shut off. It was your internet, it was good. High grade speed, good technology, evolved in everything. Was really, really good, and it stayed um, into a point to where we, as society, we as society, we um, just allowed it to manifest and to evolve. And then during that time, also during that time, we were seeing the Challenger crash. The but well, that was all about the technology and the evolution of everything. Now, the reason why I'm talking about all that and about the internet and stuff like that, we didn't have net neutrality. And, and then we also had the cellular service and stuff because of our cellular service and stuff at that time when we had internet. We didn't have internet on our cell phone. The internet, the internet started coming a little bit later, like in the 90s, and something called WAP. I'm not sure what WAP means. I think web access protocol or whatever. We had WAP. And WAP was just our cell phone internet, we had a, our phones were like Nokia, and our Nokias were just evolving that we were utilizing stuff, and that's when, and at that time, during the 90s, that's when I joined the military, that's when I became a Marine, during the 90s, I became a Marine, 94, that's when I joined the Marine Corps, July 4th, 1994, when I signed up, and I went to the Marine Corps, I went right on, I mean, when I got to Marine Corps boot camp, NCRG, Marine Corps Recruit Training Center, San Diego, California, it was July 4th. They were having fireworks, and I was doing work, and it was like, I was in the overnight. I mean, I got off this bus, this recruit, this, this drill instructor, this receiving drill instructor got on the bus, and he told us, first thing I took my office was sir, the thing that, first thing I took my office was yes, and the last thing I took my office was sir. You hear me, yes sir, you hear me, yes sir or no sir. You understand me? Yes sir. You hear that? And it's I, I, sir. And that's what he said to me. He said to everybody on the bus, and we all got off the bus, and he just started yelling at us. I mean, he got on these yellow footprints, and he said, we are the hollow clouds when we were using the United States Marine. We get into the receiving area, we're running in there, jumping up my style, and at that time, I had short hair. I didn't have a haircut, but I had short hair, so my hair wasn't really long, like most people, and stuff. So, and I had short hair, and I started having all these things. And that's when this girl started jumping the pockets. I mean, that was a wake-up shock. I mean, that was close. Closely, that was a wake-up shock for me. It woke me up. I mean, I went in there thinking that I'm a man because I went in when I was 25. See, I went in a little bit later in life. I was a little bit older. But when I went in, I was 25. But if anybody was, I was, like I said, I thought I was a man. No, reality, I was a boy. The mentality set. Because I was still partying, my mindset. But then when I got to the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps made me they didn't have their discipline and everything and that's how I became a more disciplined stuff and I started learning about stuff like that and I started learning about the discipline on values 
things that the Marine Corps taught me was be the core values and everything that I I, I I still do today. Like when I'm out, like right now, I always I have to think about time management. I, I, I get irritated when I'm late. If I'm late for, from late for an appointment, I get irritated because I knew I should have been there on time. And, and I should have been there, and if I'm not there, it kind of irritates me. It, yeah, it irritates me when I'm not there. Some people go like, what do you mean? You know, but I should have been, I should have been there on time. I should have done what I was supposed to do, but I wasn't, I didn't. And it's my fault. That's what I say, it's my fault. And I should have been there. And I should have done what I supposed to have done, and I should have been there to put effort into doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's what, that's just my goal. So, you know, that's why, you know, that's how I see Now, also, I also noticed um, as I, you know, started progressing, I started looking at things Before, I was more of a carefree person. I became more realistic. Well, I think all that people were, how do you, were you, were you always, Conservative Republican. I've been a conservative Republican since I came out my mother's womb. Boom, I was different. I knew that I was different when I came out my mom's womb because I thought different. See, my mindset was totally opposite of what my brother did. My brother wanted to hang on the streets, he wanted to play drugs. My brother wanted to play dope on the streets, he wanted to be the typical hood. I lived in the hood, I wanted to get out of the hood, and I did. I wanted to see the world, I did. I wanted to party, I did. I wanted to get drunk. I did. I had this thing peer pressure. Michael, you tried it. Sure, why not? I was young. I got older. Hey, Michael, try that. Nah, I'm good. You know what? Nah, I'm good. See, I learned. As you get older, you start learning things. I learned what you can and cannot do. I learned that you can just put emphasis on what you can and cannot do. I learned that I can. I learned that I can say no. I learned that I can just put my foot down and go, oh yeah, and I went to a rock and roll or something like that. It was like a yo-yo. Like a yo-yo, like a spring, it was up and down. And I ended up with marriage. I ended up with married, married for five years and then getting divorced. Five years, I would say, out of five, it was like two. Out of the five years, three years. Three, out of the five, three years, we were together. And then two years, we were together. Of course. You know, it was how I said, it was up and down for the yoga. You know. Was it a good thing, a bad thing? Hey, I don't know. You tell me. You know. I don't know how, how it was, that's how society, you know, thought. And I, you know, stayed, I stayed, I did everything I could, you know, and I followed the rules, you know, and I did everything that you were supposed to do. I'd be a good husband, you try to not do anything. But that was her thing was she couldn't be faithful. And but see, I wasn't a hands on thing. I'd be like, I didn't believe in putting your hands on him. I didn't believe in him. Only one time I did that, and that one time, and that was it. Because she put her hands on me. And that was not here there. I don't get that story. But that was something that Barbara happened. And then after I got married, I, you know, I started having all kinds of times. Girlfriends, you know, man. Dating a Puerto Rican girl, dating a Spanish girl, you know, dating like a, a Latino, Hispanic, or whatever, dating a... I never dated a white girl. Hey, that's stupid. No, I haven't. I haven't. I have not. I dated lots of black girls. 
Filipino, 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 Portuguese, Hebrew, or Samoan. You know, but that's about it. But no, no person. Just have I was I practical? No. None ever came my way. Never, never appealed to me. So it just happened. But then, you know, that's how it was. Then we go into a little bit further down the road, and then we come into the pizza house. You know, you know when 9-11 happened? You know where I did that? When 9-11 happened, I was literally, I was, I was in, I was in, I was in Pierce County, Washington, at the Western Washington State Fair, working for a company. I work for a food company because I love cooking. Because I was a cook and I love cooking. I was out in the military and I love cooking. And I was a, I was a personal prep cook. I was in the background prepping stuff for the for the chef. She worked her husband. She was uh, her husband was uh, former her husband was CEO of uh, Campbell Soup. She was that was her ex husband, the CEO of Campbell Soup. She was married to him and she got divorced and and she started her own little business adventure. And that's what happened. So that ended up being something positive. And she was, she had, um, she had flown into, um, I guess, I think it was either LA or Las Vegas. And then she had to get in the car. And she had to drive nonstop to get to Western Washington because of all planes were down during the 9-11, during that attack and stuff. And I still today, people always ask me, do you believe that, do you believe that thing that happened? Um, when it comes to 9-11, I'm going to not talk about that. I'm going to make a podcast on that one. It's all about 9-11 and that, what I think about it because it's my opinion, not a fact. So I will be talking about that in my opinion, not a fact. So that's something that I will talk to y'all about that later down the road. But until then, we're going to not going to talk about that now. So what I am going to say is that, look, and what I saw, and after that, and then I started traveling. I traveled all over the United States. I worked with a lot of different restaurants, a lot of different companies. The reason why I'm talking about all that is just, it's just like I said, most stuff is just things that about what motivates me and what gets me and stuff. And I know I'm veering off this subject, but you know, hey, I'm drinking. I'm drinking some wine, so it's probably going off subject. That's why my podcast is always about random things. This one's just stuff that motivates me and stuff. And, but everything I did as I traveled, it taught me a lesson. Because I learned something from every interaction I met with people. Somebody said, what do you mean? I met this person, that person taught me something. I met this person, that person taught me something. Let me tell you something. If you never left the comfort of your community, and you only been in your community, never go outside of the city you lived in, never traveled across the United States, never saw America or Americana, you need to be honest with a person who needs need to go into the world. Be American. Be American. I mean, see America like the big giant full uh, yarn. See the corn castle. Go to Wall, South Dakota. Go to the Black Hills of South Dakota, North Dakota. Go to the Badlands. You know, see Mount Rushmore. Go to Roar Evil Wilder's um, place where um, Little House on the Prairie was actually taken at. You know, travel the world, travel America. 
go to the go to the Palm Tree Contest in uh, Newport Small Town. Well, down in Georgia, there's a place where they have a watermelon festival. You want to go there? Or better yet, if you really want to go, travel to Branson, in Missouri. Go down in Missouri. Also down in Missouri, they have a thing down in Missouri. They have a place called Lambert. Lambert's is famous because it's all it's a um, southern style, family style restaurant where they throw the dinner rolls at you. Go there. Or if you really want to, you can go to Everett. You can go to um, you can go to uh, what do you call that? Um, right over there, in Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, along the along the Ohio River and stuff. Evansville, Indiana. You can go right over there, and right there, that's blocked up from Evansville, Indiana, and all of a sudden, you always cross the bridge and stuff. And you come down a little further, you'll, you'll come around to the Kentucky Derby. That's where the Kentucky Derby is at. Right there, yeah. You can drive right over there, and you hit right there and stuff. That's something you can do right there. Go to Murray. Hit around the corner, go down in Kentucky, right, right up in Kentucky, you can see the way going. You can hit to Fort Knox. Fort Knox is where the gold depository is at. You can go see the building, you can't go inside, you can see the actual building. You know, that's what I mean. It's America. That's what I'm talking about. Seeing America. America. If you want to see America, that's where you want to see America. If you want to see America, you need to see America. Here, here's something I want you to do. Here's something I want you to do. If you got a car, you got some vacation. Okay? Say you got some vacation. Say you got like maybe uh, you got a week off. You got a week. You got a week of um, pay time off. PTO. Pay time off. That's like or VSTL. Depending on where you work at, VSTL, you can pay time off. Say you got like a, a total of two nights, uh, one week pay time off. You take that one week and all. All I want you to do is take that one week and I want you to go somewhere that you've never been. If you have to, I wouldn't say drive, I wouldn't say if you don't have a car, you might have to fly there. You might have to fly. If you don't have a car, you might have to fly. If you do have a car and your car can't do it, get a rental. And get somebody who wants to go with you. Make it as a team effort. Like, one of y'all drive night, one of y'all drive day. One of y'all drive night, one of y'all drive day. Y'all do it that way, y'all can get there in less than one day. In less than one day. Seriously, one day. I had a, I remember I drove from Ohio to Kansas City, Missouri. And the person that I was with was supposed to, you know, we were going to be the taxi and the bride, so we get there in shorter time. You know, it took me, it took me four, it took me four days. Would normally would have took me one day to get there. Nope, it took me four days. Reason why? I'm tired. Oh, I don't feel like driving. I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive. I'm too tired. And that's what that happened. So that put the whole driving on me. And also because it was also that way. You know, it was coming down. Oh, bad weather and stuff. But you know what? We're going to set this down because I got to go and pay water bills. We're going to do part three. Okay? We're going to do part three, okay?
Hey everybody, this is JR. I'm not using my mobile um, wireless device. I'm just going directly straight off to shoot. I'm going to be talking to you. Um, this is part three. And what I'm going to be talking to you about on part three is I'm going to be talking to you about things that are important about like um, uh, motivation, um, the the conspiracy or with the government and stuff like that. Now, in the last in the last in part two, I was talking about a lot of things. I was talking about like about dealing stuff with cryptocurrency, about the government and 9/11. So I'm gonna do a total podcast on that about 9/11. I might do it on this episode because I might can I might can squeeze it in there. I think I'm gonna do that. Look, let me tell you what I think about 9/11 because here's my thing. 9/11, I think it was an inside job. And, you know, it's my opinion. I know there's a lot of people that died, but here's the question that I have. When the plane that crashed, um, when the plane that crashed down in Pennsylvania, they said it blew up everything and disintegrated every inch of clothing and everything else. When the plane crashed down, because it blew up. Now, here's a, now, now, here's my question. Here's something that I just, I... Then we had a plane would go. Come on, bring the years further. Going, going after 9/11, a plane that went down in Egypt was a was an Airbus. That was a Russian Airbus plane that crashed. And then there was that Lufthansa plane that crashed into the mountain. Debris everywhere. The one that the one Russian plane that crashed in Egypt. Um, debris everywhere. And it makes you wonder. Then there was a group of people called Loose Change that did a um, whole documentary about it. And that they wanted to know what happened. With um, what happened with the technology, what happened. And they made a whole video about what happened with NIST and, um, and how that um, former Secretary of Defense, Donald Rumsfeld, had a, had a dossier, created a, created a, um, a, a, a manual. What would happen if a plane crashed into the Sears Tower that was in Chicago and stuff like that? Wrote up a wrote up a protocol manual. What would happen? An SOP. SOP stands for Standard Operation Procedures. Um, and he did that because he wanted to know what would happen. What would happen if something happened like there? And this and that and that's what I that's what I'm talking about. What would happen? You know, and he literally wanted to know. And, and that's something that he asked himself what would happen. Wrote it up too. Doing he was doing that was doing the Nick that was doing the Nixon presidency when when Richard Milhouse Nixon was president. That was in the 70s. Then after that came Joe Ford, and then from Joe Ford it went into Jimmy Carter, and then from Jimmy Carter went to Ronald Reagan, and then from Ronald Reagan it went into Bush Jr., Bush Senior, and then from Bush Senior it went into from Bush Senior it went into William Jefferson Clinton, and from Jefferson Clinton, went into Bush Jr., and then they, and so on and so on. So he wrote this dossier, and in that time, he talked about what would happen if it crashed and stuff. Now, here's the thing that I that that baffles a lot of people. A guy said he read the tail fin of a plane that was turning into the building and the Pentagon. A lady who was working in the Pentagon said it sounded like a missile, and she's military. She's an Air Force. Air Force officer said it sounded like a missile because she worked with missiles and said it's what it sounded like, a missile rocket going through. 
and the way and the way that and and when the and when the plane supposedly went through the building, it showed a hole like this, like a circle, a circular hole. So it looked like a missile went through. And in the and in the building where and in the area where they were, um, supposedly the plane crashed at just just that area, they were doing an investigation on misappropriating funds. Do you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I cannot tie this all in. Do you also know that the federal government misappropriated over billions of dollars? Did you know that in Iran? Did you know over there in Do you know over there in Saudi Arabia? No, yo, no in Iran. In Iran? No, not it. Was it Iran? Saudi Arabia? Afghanistan? Yes, in Afghanistan, the federal government came over there and they said we're gonna build a we're gonna build a gas station, and this gas station is going to run off of propane. You know, LPG, liquid petroleum gas, natural natural gas, LPG, natural gas. 90% of the cars in Afghanistan run on petrol. Okay, I say petrol because that's what they call it. We call it just unleaded gasoline. Gasoline. They run on gasoline. Diesel fuel, I think it's diesel fuel or petrol fuel. They run on that kind of fuel. Gasoline. Gas, gas. It's just gas is gas and that's what they run on. And so they had this contractor, came over there, he built the gas station. The gas station only cost like maybe, say, five grand. Let's say, let's say it will cost like 5000 to build, okay? They spent over 10 billion, 10 million to build it, 10 million to build it. And, but every person over there who got gas, who has their car, it costs like $600 to retrofit your car to run on gasoline, to run on that fuel, the LPG, liquid petroleum gas, run on the natural gas. So they wasted money. Do you know, do you know also that the federal government has a special program? Do you know the federal government also um, spends billions and billions and millions of dollars on products? I remember when I was in the U.S. military, I remember I, I picked up a TV. This TV normally in the store would have been two to three hundred dollars. Just normally two to three hundred dollars. That's normally a good price for a TV. That TV was five thousand dollars. TV was five thousand dollars per TV. The reason why is because the military wants to know the specs. They want to know the blueprints on how that TV was made. So every page had to have every inch of that TV from a screw had to be on a page. It was a dollar per page. That's what they were charging to have that to have that manifest. That, that manifest, that, that book on each TV. Yep. They only need one, but they cost that much for that one TV. So let's say a hammer may cost $500. And then it would just keep multiplying. <laughs> yes. Another thing that actually, that I noticed, um, that I, like I said, like I was talking, like I said, you really didn't want to talk about 9-11? I noticed something what happened at 9-11. I noticed that Tower 7 went down. Nothing hit that plane. They said the shocks of Tower 7. But here's the question that everybody wants to know. And this is one, this is why I said I don't talk about 9-11 because it's such a controversy. You know? And it happens because what the buildings crashed and everything. And it just you know, that controversy and stuff. 
But I'm gonna ask you. I gotta. Oops. I gotta go. I gotta go and pay some water bills. So we'll we'll add another episode. Be episode four. Okay. All right. Hey, this is J.R. Bell. This is the final episode, okay? All right, now, in this episode, this final episode, all right? Now, like I was talking about 9-11 and stuff and the conspiracies and stuff, a lot of stuff that people talk about and things about on conspiracy, I'm just, just reciting what I see because I'm a realist. I look at things logical. You know, I'm also a conservative, Republican. Yeah, I've been like that. But what I was talking about when it comes to 9-11 about what happened is some people will say oh, you're just a conspiracy buff no I'm not a conspiracy buff if water if an apple falls down from a tree from, a, from an apple orchard tree it falls to the ground that's Newton's law law of gravity you know that's what I'm talking about Newton's law of gravity that's what I mean Woo! look at that you hear that that's a plane taking off And that's what I mean when I say like Newton's gravity and stuff. Well, I'm outdoors and stuff like that. So like when I look at that, I look at the, I look at the science and the science method of everything. It's that's what I look at. Look at the science of everything, technology and everything. We are starting evolving around things like that. So I just wanted to tell you about the 9/11 and stuff. Cause that's just some conspiracies and stuff that I don't. I just don't. I don't believe. I think it was an inside job, and the federal government has something to do with it. Of course they do. Because you also got to look at what, what the NSA did and what happened with um, with Edward Snowden. I believe that he told the truth and he just been, he's just an scapegoat. Because I know for a fact that if you go against the government, the government will label you an scapegoat and they will, they will what you call, propaganda you by telling you, saying that you're not going to be this and this is going to happen to you and they're going to make you look like you're the bad person. That's what happens. Really, it does. And, it, and they do that. It's propaganda and everything, and they make you look like you're the bad person. Reality, you're not a bad person. You're a good person. Everything you are a good person and everything that you are doing is for the good of mankind because you, you want the world to know. But here's the problem. We're so brainwashed with this Stockholm Syndrome and the MK Ultra, Mind Control Ultra. We've been so programmed. TV and everything is programmed. We're programmed to believe what the media has told us when it comes to things like about 9-11 and things like that and and that things like that so what i'm going to tell you is that that's how our mind is programmed all i want you to do is think about it you know we'll still keep this alive because when you talk about it, people will shut you up and say don't talk about that no more so i'm going to end that that's the last thing i'm going to talk about when it comes to 9-11 and stuff so that's it on that so um in my podcast right now, I just wanted to put that out there about what happened with 9-11 and everything. And I wanted to finish that and everything and, and, and call it a day on that. Okay, so we're done. That's closed. We're in. We're done. We're done on that and no more. So now, listen, um, I changed the title of the podcast to Random Things because I just wanted it to be random things. I'm always into it. I may say it's not random, but it is random. And random thoughts and random what goes in my mind and stuff. So I will be doing another podcast. I will be doing a podcast. Um, I got to do that podcast on the 48 Laws by by, by Pimp and Ken. I'm going to do that, all right? So I will tell you, I will be able to do that 
eventually when I get a hold, when I get time, and I'm going to make time to do that. So I just had to put this stuff out there. Just some things that I was just thinking and randomly thought, and I, plus I'm, you know, having some glass of wine and eating good food and socializing with family and everything. So I wanted to tell you that and stuff. So listen carefully. Be honest. Be safe. Be real. Be true to yourself. Love yourself. And everybody out there, if you listen to my podcast, I can use your support because this is um, a support-driven podcast. And in my podcast, I do would like your support. Please support me if you can. I would like for you to be able to help me um, keep my podcast going because... I'm trying to build my fan base, and if you are a fan of me, if you do like my podcast, listen to some of my episodes. Some of them are just really odds and ends and stuff, so I would like for you, if you want to support me, you can. I do take cryptocurrency, bitcoins, litecoins, ethereums, whatever coins you want to give me, you can help me. You can also just download and listen. I would appreciate that. You know, I'm trying to build my brand and trying to get things up and going and stuff, so I would appreciate that, Okay. You know, and I would like for you to support me in my podcast and everything. All right. So I am going to end this podcast because I'm going to be done because I'm going to be rambling and stuff. So I don't want to ramble. So. All right. So. And and I would like for you to understand some things. Okay. Check it out. And listen to my podcast and see what you can find and everything else and things like that. All right. All right. I got to go because I got to go pay some bills. All right. This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Pod, I Got Your Six Podcast, and I'm signing out because I got to go. All right. Talk to you later.